Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the African Fantasy Football Podcast with myself, Adam Spio, and my ever-present co-host, Sabelo Mbongo. Sabelo, how was Game Week 13 for you? I struggled to even reach the average mark for all three of my accounts, so I did not enjoy the Game Week. also hated the fact that my team ended up drawing with Man City. I really wanted... Um, full points for Liverpool. Still take the draw, but apart from that, my points allocation was really poor. I mean, the average was 46 for last week. One of my accounts, the highest I had was 43. The other one I had 39. The other one I had 56, which is very embarrassing. So I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of FPL this season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, this week, um, I didn't do that bad. I was above average. I got 54 points. Um, from a viewership perspective, uh, it was a very good week. You saw that Manchester City versus Liverpool draw, which was a great watch. I don't want to lie. They were neck and neck. And then I watched Newcastle completely obliterate Chelsea, which was also crazy. But, and obviously Arsenal won, we won, we went top. Which was a nice cherry on top to to close off the weekend, but with FPL, I did pretty well. Um, I got fifty four points, and uh, I wasn't one of um the higher percentile um um of of people. My game week rank was pretty high this week compared to other weeks, but yeah, we go again this week. Yeah, I mean we go again this week, and I'm just I'm hoping that. My players can pull up. When I say my, I'm talking about my Liverpool players. Can pull up because now we're going to be at home to Fulham. Um, During the midweek, we won 4-0 at home against LASK in the Europa League. So I'm really hoping that we can pull up and really put pressure on these people. I remember when we gave our takes for the... Um, highest scoring game FPL-wise and lowest scoring game FPL-wise for game week 13, I thought Man City-Liverpool would bring a lot of goals. But it was a very disappointing game for me. And I also thought that Luton-Crystal Palace would bring less goals, but that match ended being more of a goal, you know, thriller than Crystal Palace. So it, it just goes to show you how exciting the Premier League is and how very unpredictable the Premier League is as well, which is very crazy. Let's jump straight into Game Week 14. So quickly running through the games, Game Week 14 starts on Saturday, 2nd December with Arsenal versus Wolves at 3pm GMT, Brentford versus Luton at 3pm GMT, and Burnley versus Sheffield United at 3 p.m. GMT. Then at 5.30 p.m. GMT, everything goes away to Nottingham Forest at the city ground. And then at 8 p.m., the blockbuster game of Saturday of game 14, Newcastle at home at St. James's Park to Manchester United. On Sunday, we have one, two, three, four games which are playing at 2 p.m. GMT which is Burnmouth at home to Aston Villa, Brighton away to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Liverpool at Anfield to Fulham, and then West Ham at home to Crystal Palace. 
Then the game of the weekend, the big one, the one that everyone is waiting to see whether indeed Pep's team is consistent and whether indeed Ange and his boys are looking to change the narrative, which is Manchester City at home to Spurs, 4.30 p.m. GMT. Sabello, starting with, with today's games, Arsenal Wolves, how is it looking for you? Uh, Arsenal have been doing really good lately. Um, last week we won a very. It was a very tough game. Kai Havertz scored in the last minute, but it was a win regardless. And then during the week we scored five goals in the first half in the Champions League, which is something I've never seen my team do before. So it was pretty good to see. And Kai Havertz scores again. Um. It was really good. So I'm hoping that they're going to write that today when we go up against Wolves. And I expect them to do pretty well. Maybe like a 2-0 or 3-0. And yeah, how about you? How are you feeling about that game? Yeah, I think Arsenal, Arsenal is, is in the best position to do very well and take maximum points. And even if you look at the, the next five games, the highest fixture difficulty rating is four, Right. Two of the games has a fixture difficulty rating of two, and the other two have a fixture difficulty rating of three. So that is for the threes, Aston Villa and Brighton, game with 16, 17, game with 18, away to Liverpool, that has four. And then two is home to Wolves today, game with 14, and then game with 15, away to Luton. I think it makes a lot of sense should people, you know, be inspired to start doubling up and tripling up on Arsenal assets because we saw even during the week that the boys can't score goals, right? Havertz scored, Saka scored, Martinelli scored, Jesus scored, Odingard scored. And that kind of momentum is certainly going to take them through for the subsequent game weeks, especially the next five game weeks to come. So I think this is the best position to have maybe a Saka and a Saliba in your team, or a Saka, and a White, or a Saka, and an Odingard, if you can afford. So, Bello, how many Arsenal players do you have in your team? Some of the players that you just mentioned, I actually have in my team. Um, I have Saliba today, and, and as well as Saka. And I think they're going to do pretty well in today's game, you know. And... um. I think that FPL managers, if they don't have Arsenal assets as of yet, they should get like maybe one or two. Not a lot. Of, not a lot of them are expensive. Only you know those top few, but you can get a pretty decent asset from Arsenal that's not that expensive. Plus, seeing that we're going against Wolves, um, it's it's probably gonna be um a dominant performance from Arsenal. Do you have any Arsenal um assets in your team? Yeah, I mean, I have Saka. I'm really thinking and planning hard to add another Arsenal asset to my team. The only problem is that in the midfield, it will be hard for me to be convinced uh, to bring in a, a player to come and replace the boys I already have there. Not because Arsenal assets aren't good, but because of the expense you know, of their assets, like bringing in Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Jesus, for instance, isn't consistent with scoring in the Premier League as compared to the likes of A. Watkins or maybe an Eddie Haaland or another striker like an Isak, 
right? But Martinelli, for most fans, is also the same price as Gabriel Jesus, 7.8 million pounds. I think that's very affordable. Harvard is even 7.1 million pounds, which is very affordable. So I believe that one way or the other, at least in the next two to three game weeks, I would certainly bring in an Arsenal asset, maybe sell Son and bring in an Arsenal asset because Son isn't electric when he doesn't have Madison with him. And I don't want to waste time, you know, struggling with points. So that's my plan to definitely bring in another Arsenal assets in the next game week or two. Brentford versus Luton. How is this one looking to you? I'm with uh, Brentford and Luton. I don't know if you remember, but um, last week I did say that uh, Brentford, I mean, Luton could, could, could take the win off of... Um, Crystal Palace and they did. They took advantage. Yes, they did. Um, they stepped up, but this week they're going up a, against a very different opponent, which is Brentford, which held us until for eighty minutes last week. So it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of tough for them, but maybe it, it could be a start of something that uh, that's really that's really insane, a turnaround of some sorts, but. You know, um, I wouldn't write off Luton in today's game, but I don't see them winning it. I think Brentford should take it easy. I mean, with the Brian Wemos and the Wisas, and Brian Wemos was playing really good recently. Um, he dropped for a while, but then now he's sort of finding his feet again. And um, I think maybe today is gonna be just another step in that ladder that he, he he's climbing. But yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that game? I think Thomas Frank and his boys are probably buzzing in their, you know, in their shorts about this game because it's a home, it's against a club that just came into the Premier League. They would want to demolish them as much as possible as they can take maximum points. Um, so that is the buzz I think they're getting. But for me, I'm not convinced to have um, Brighton assets in my team you know, again, because the inconsistency is a problem. But, you know, for the next four game weeks, they do have favorable games-ish. Highest game, fixture difficulty is three, lowest is two. So maybe, maybe if an injury comes in my defense, I may bring in either Pinnock or Ben Mee, either Pinnock or Ben Mee. I think Ben Mee is about the same price. Ben Mee is 4.8. Pinnock is 4.6, so actually even cheaper than Ben Mee. So either of those two, I would consider bringing in if I do have an injury. But of course, I don't have um, Brentford players right now. Even with Luton, I do have Kabore. Do you have any Luton players in your team? No, I can't say that I have any Luton team. But simply because, I mean, any Luton players, simply because we they, they don't really play that consistently and their consistency is more of losers you know but you know and as a as a fpl manager i can't sign up a, a player from a team that loses often because i won't get as much points and be as competitive as i want to be but having luton players you can have your cabores like you said um you know if you want to use your money elsewhere Maybe in the in the further half of the field, if you want to get more 
better players and you want to save some money, um, then you'd get assets from from clubs like Luton. But other than that, I wouldn't get any assets from Luton. Mm. Same here. I mean, I don't plan on, you know, adding a midfielder or a striker from Luton because the inconsistency is just too much for me. So I'm definitely going to continue the way my team is. Burnley versus Sheffield. I don't know how to feel about this game, but I think it's going to go either way because either manager would want to save points, especially in the month of December where games coming, I think, every three days. I think Liverpool, we have the highest number of games in the month of December, I believe, 11. And I think City has eight or nine because they also go for the Club World Cup. So it's going to be very, you know, crazy. But, of course, company would like to take maximum points against Sheffield, knowing that his team and their team came from the championship this season so he can take advantage of the performance. How do you see that game going? Um, I'd have to agree with you. Um, it really could go anyway, especially with the run that Sheffield have been on recently. Actually, both teams, you know, which means there's grounds for, for both of them to take initiative. And um, I think uh, technically, uh, Vincent Company probably has the, 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 the advantage. He has the experience of the league as a player and then now he's coming in as a coach. So I'm thinking it, it could really go either way, yeah. And um, in terms of assets from both teams, uh, well, with Burnley, I don't think... It's sort of like Luton for me. You know, it's it's the new boys that came into the league, hardly finding their feet. You know, it seems like these... It's either at the turn of the new year, one of two things happen. It's either they've adapted to the league already or it's just, they just keep getting worse. They crumble under the pressure. So I'd be looking to to sign new assets from either team around that time. But then for now, I wouldn't want any. Do you have any Burnley or Sheffield United assets in your team? I did have a Burnley asset in one of my um, teams. But I, I think I sold him off. As for Sheffield and one of my other teams, I actually do have, what's his name? Is it McAtee, right? So having McAtee, um, it's just a place uh, um, for, you know, my team. But McAtee, I do have in my team, but it's only because it's, it's affordable. And I needed the money to afford other better players. So, of course... I don't really use Burnley or Sheffield United players. Again, because of the inconsistency, I can't afford to put myself in a in a negative position, FPO-wise. I already am. I'm, I'm part of 5 million, top 5 million out of, is it 8 million or 11 million FPO managers? So I want to go up. I don't want to come down. So definitely not investing into those players. Forrest Everton, what are, what are your take on this game, looking at the fact that everything, you know, was destroyed by a United side that is also finding its feet at home, right? And also considering the fact that Forrest 
also lost three two at home. How is this game gonna go? Uh, with Forest, Forest have lost um their last two games, and they have some significant injuries. The last game that they lost last week, um, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty close actually. They lost three two, but I feel like they need some improvement in their team if they want to be competitive or or stay in the league at all. They have to do better competitively wise and. With um the the deduction of the of the Everton point, I don't really see the players really taking initiative. I feel like they they let that thing drop them, you know, because there hasn't been any change, you know. In, in another team, and then maybe like a Man City, if Man City got that ten points, you'd see it in their performances that they really want to do well and excel and rise above. Um you know, difficulties, but I don't really see that in Everton. So with the game against Forest, I see them really not being that competitive, but that one could also go either way. You know, Forest could want to to turn it around and and even Everton losing to United last week where they scored some beautiful goals. Um they could also want to turn that around, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. How do you feel about it? Um, as a Liverpool fan, um, it's it's nice to see that everything is struggling. I will not lie, but as a fan of the consistency within clubs in the league, it's tough to see that you know they couldn't even get a point, at least a point, after getting this ten point deduction yesterday. I read that they're gonna they're they've appealed this ten point deduction, so. They, they they just start to they need to start showing up on the pitch. It's as simple as that. Start showing up on the pitch. With the injuries that Forrest has and with how close the previous game was, I don't think they would want to make it easy for um Everton, especially the fact that Everton's away this weekend. So it's either gonna be a win, I'm thinking a win for us, or a draw on both sides, because of course. Our team, everything, wouldn't want to just lose this game, you know, and lose two games on the bounce, knowing that it's going to be a huge climb, huge, huge climb after this 10-point reduction. But hey, c'est la vie. You know, when you're a top club, you find a way out of, you know, all pickets that you find. And now the game of the Saturday, Newcastle versus Manchester United. Sabello, how is that game going to go for you? Personally, for me, I think Newcastle can take maximum points um, with the likes of Isak who are scoring and the players are, you know, they're in a very good mood. They do in the ch- midweek in the Champions League to a very unfair penalty that was given against them. But that is a combination for another podcast. And then their, their young players are doing very well. You know, Gordon step up. Miley step up. They're looking very positive. Personally, and I don't like Miley, so I want three points for Newcastle United. But how is, how is this game going to go for you? Uh, for me, I feel like this is going to be a very interesting game. Um, well, firstly, from assets, I have two Newcastle assets. I don't have any United assets. I have Kieran Trippier and Alexandra Isak. And 
And Newcastle is playing pretty good. I mean, I watched them against PSG uh, during the week. And for, for a team that wasn't in, in, in their, their full squad, that wasn't firing on all cylinders, they did pretty well against the PSG full of Mbappes, Dembele's, you know, players like that. They did pretty well. And now they go up against United. Um, We actually also did pretty well, you know. Can't lie. But I feel Newcastle would, should, should take three points here. But it could go either way for me, actually. I'm actually kind of torn about this one. It could go either way or it could be a really good draw, which is a really good watch. But in terms of United assets, signing any right now, I don't think... I don't think I'd get any United assets right now because, well, they're only just starting up now. Maybe I'd get one, maybe like a Bruno Fernandes or Ganacho, but I wouldn't get too many for now. But they 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 on the right track, and it's gonna be a very a very dope game to watch. I actually can't wait to see it. For me, I have Newcastle assets. I've got Jamal in my defense. He's looking very active. Um, he's looking very motivated. So I do have him. And even considering the next five game weeks, Manchester, sorry, Newcastle United has a better fixture difficult rating as compared to Manu. I mean, for the next five game weeks, um, three have a fixture difficulty rating of two. And two have a fixture difficulty rating three for man for Newcastle United. So the favor is in their you know side. Also they're home, and we know how tough they've been to play at home this season. So I'm definitely going for Newcastle more Newcastle United assets if I can afford. I believe in the next game we call two. My new assets like Bruno, like Rashford, they're too expensive. And they're too inconsistent. So I wouldn't want to waste money there. But I, I believe Trippier is a very good shot for anyone looking to double up or triple up on Newcastle assets, especially for the very kind fixtures that they have in the next 45 game weeks. So on Sunday, we have the first game, Bernmouth, Aston Villa. Actually, there are one, two, three, four games at 2 p.m. GMT. So Bernmouth, Aston Villa, Sabello. What's your take on that? Um, I think this should be okay, not an easy win, but it should be a clear win for, for Aston Villa. Credit to Bournemouth, though they're not the worst team. I think they're performing better now than they did at the beginning of the season. Um, but in this fixture, I feel like they are more superior. Aston Villa is more superior than Bournemouth because you know the quality of players. That they have, they possess. They have Douglas Luiz. Um, they have your 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 Emmy Martinez's. Um, they're a pretty good team, and they're chilling with the big boys right now at the top of the log. Um, which we, we should be evidence enough to tell you how how good these players are. But I see an Aston Villa win. What about you? Yeah, I mean, out of their next five game weeks, um. Uh, Today, tomorrow, away to Bournemouth and in game week 18, a home to Sheffield are the only two games with a FDR of two. The other ones are three, four and five, respectively. Three in game week 17 against Brentford, 
four in game week 16 at, at home to Arsenal and then five in game week 15 at home to Manchester City as well. So they would want to make sure they take maximum points from this game to be in a much better position before they face the very tough side. So, yeah, I think I think they would want to maximise wait for the next five game weeks. I think it will make sense to tone down your Aston Villa assets, given the fact that there are very tough games coming through and there will be assets from other teams that will be better paced, better placed to do very well. So for me, I believe I have one Aston Villa assets in one of my three teams, and I, I think that's Musa Diaby. So I'm good. Um, I wouldn't have to, you know, invest. I'll actually be looking to bring him out by next game week if he doesn't perform very well in this game week. So, yeah, that is how I stand on the Burma versus Aston Villa game. Chelsea are home to Brighton. This is going to be a very interesting game, given that there are a number of Brighton past assets at Chelsea. And, you know, both teams are looking to, you know, continue the rise that they're having in the Premier League. I mean, Brighton's having a way better rise as compared to Chelsea. Being placed eighth with 22 points and Chelsea are placed 10th with 16 points. How do you see this game going? Yeah, but um, I think this this game week is going to be, is going to set a tone for Chelsea for the rest of the year going into next year. You know, because it's coming up against a relatively difficult team for, for, for Chelsea, uh, considering form, considering how they're playing, and considering what type of team Brighton is. But if they win the game, they're going to close the gap and get back into the top 10 within, like, the, the, the top 10 bracket. Um, and which could make the, the, the last half of the season very interesting, you know? But um, it's going to be quite a watch considering that there's still some sort of crucial injuries on 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 um, both teams, more especially Brighton, but on both teams. But more or less, they both also have most of their players that are good, you know? But um, in terms of assets, I actually have assets on, on both sides. I have... Cole Palmer, he's my one Chelsea asset. And I have one Brighton asset who is Jao Pedro. You know, um, I'm thinking they're both going to have influence on the game. In terms of doing well, um, I don't know which is going to do about one of the two or both because they're pretty decent players. So I'm thinking they're going to do pretty well. So I'm seeing a draw. A high scoring draw, maybe like a two-two or so, and or a win in either direction. How do you feel about this game? I mean, Chelsea would want to do everything to avoid an embarrassing defeat again, um, <laughs> like they experienced in Game Week Thirteen. So, like you're right, perhaps maybe a draw or a very close win at home against Brighton so that they can find themselves, you know, much better into the first half of the table. But um, it's going to be a tough game. It's really going to be a tough game because Dezebi's boys wouldn't come, you know, just sitting and allowing things to go through. Look at midweek. They did well midweek. 
you know, and even in the previous game with game 13, they ended up winning their game 3-2. So it's 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 gonna be a real fight for Chelsea because the momentum is on the side of Brighton. But I so it's I'm I'm here thinking that Brighton can either take the win or take a draw. So best case scenario can be a draw for Chelsea. And then best case scenario for Brighton is a straight win. Look at how they've been consistent with their last two game weeks. But Brighton assets, what do you think of um investing into them right now? Is it is it safe to say that we can start putting some hope into Brighton assets? Looking at the fact that their next five game weeks, right? Only one game has an FDR of four, but two have an FDR of two, and then two have an FDR of three. So the two ones are game week 16 are home to home to Burnley, game week 18 away to Palace, and then the threes are away to Chelsea today. During this game, we game week 14, and then a home to Bedford in game week 15. So is it time for us to start looking? more into Brighton assets, so the likes of Mitoma, the likes of Joao Pedro, the likes of Ferguson. I have Van Heck in one of my teams, and although they don't keep a lot of clean sheets, he came in just at the point where I needed to, you know, spend money on a much better forward, but convinced me to invest into Brighton players for the next five games. Uh, going looking to the next five game weeks for Brighton. Um, I don't know. Plus now, the 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 we have to bear in mind that the fixtures are going to be stacked, so there's gonna be a lot of squad rotations. Actually, FPL manages with all the teams in December with the stacks fixtures. Uh, I'm thinking, um, you know, be ready for those squad rotations. Some players might not play that we are used to playing in most of the games. But it could also be a huge point grab. But in terms of Brighton, looking at their next few fixtures, they won't do the worst, but I'm thinking they, they're going to get most of um the points um that are up for grabs. I don't know, man. I, I have a certain faith in Brighton. I, I can't tell you where it comes from. Maybe Maybe I have... A bit, a bit of a liking to it, to to the team, but seeing how they play and how they perform, advancing going forward, um, you can see what Deserbi has been putting these boys through the paces, but I I see them doing pretty well, getting a lot of points, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a very tricky month for them, um, but. I see them doing really good. How about you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, back-to-back games, so a lot of rotation. So you may not know who starts or who will not start. But at least one or two Brighton assets in a team won't be bad. You know, to save face and to try and get points from, you know, the, the favorable games that they have. Now, my team, Liverpool versus Fulham, I, I think we're going to take three points against Fulham um, at Anfield tomorrow because, well, there is momentum on our side. That's a given. And Fulham to, you know, although they won 
3-2 against Wolves. That was a very cagey game, right? And they're just not on our level. Plus, Anfield has been a fortress this season. So I think we're going to take three points from this game. Hopefully, Cody, Gakpo, Salah, and maybe Darwin Nunes gets in the score sheets. How is that game looking for you? Nah, you guys are clearly the favourites. Uh, like you said, Liverpool, Anfield has been a fortress this season. They've been doing pretty well. I think Salah has the most the most FPL points um this season so far. And they've been playing pretty well. I mean, look at the players such as you know that came into the team, like Soboslai and and Kaituru Endo. I mean, they just got here, but and and Ryan Gravenbach, which I saw playing last week. Um he's pretty good. I think you guys should give that boy more more game time. He really deserves it. But Liverpool is clear favourites here and they'll probably trample for him. But yeah, um, um, in terms of assets, I don't have any Liverpool assets in my team. I wish I did have. I, 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 I sold a few because I wanted other players. But I think that FPL managers should, should have a few. Oh no, I do have a, a, a Liverpool play in my team I have Roger Van Dijk he's the remaining one but I, I don't expect them to have too much difficulty today Um, it should be a great game they'll probably score a lot of goals as well I'm surprised um, you don't have Salah in your team or attacking Liverpool assets I mean, yeah no goal, no sacrifice. We, we do we do we do concede a lot of goals though this season, yeah. so I'm surprised you have Van Dijk. And looking at, at his price, I've, I, this season I haven't even invested into Liverpool defenders because I know that my team is going to concede goals and I also know that it's way too expensive to have Liverpool defenders. But it's a better investment into the forward and midfield line. But hey, all the best to you if that's your plan you know, and it's working for you. You know, all the best. Looking at West Ham Palace, uh, West Ham won one nil game week. Um, West Ham also, you know, in game week thirteen, <clears throat> they won two one away. So it's like they're finding their feet with much more consistent performances. How do you think this game is going to look for them at home to Palace? Can Palace go and take a draw, or can they go and give an upset to West Ham? Uh, looking at Palace now, considering the crucial injuries that they have, going to a West Ham that's doing really well, they're not the most consistent team, West Ham, but they, they, they know how to get the result. And Crystal Palace, if it's any indication, they lost to Luton last week. And to, today, um, this week, they, they, they face West Ham. So I'm thinking West Ham is probably gonna it's probably gonna do pretty well. But Crystal Palace, I don't think they could give him a game. But they could score a goal. But in terms of winning, I don't think they, they'll probably win. I think West Ham probably has the, the the upper hand in this game. And we should expect to win from their side. How do you feel about our next game? 
Man City and Tottenham Hotspur? Well, th- that is going to be a tough, a tough one because um, Poster Koglu, you know, doesn't want to look cheap, right? He doesn't want to look as though he's struggling. He wants to be able to create the best mentality for his team and consistency. But, you know, the truth of the matter is they are struggling. They don't have key players in your team that are playing, right? And Aston Villa just pushed them aside at home in game week 13, although they somewhat had the momentum in the very beginning. So it's going to be cagey. Um, Spurs would want to bounce back into the top four um, as soon as possible. Man City would want to take the top spots in the league as soon as possible as well. So... It's either going to go Man City or a draw, right? As a as a Liverpool fan, I don't want Spurs anywhere close to my team. They don't deserve to be anywhere close to my team after the core game that we played against them this season. But Man City, Pep and his boys would want to take full three points. You know, I believe midweek, um, Bruno Fernandes, not Bruno Fernandes, sorry, Julian Alvarez midweek he didn't start against um was was it it was the young boys that they played. No, nah, they were yeah. playing against Leipzig. Leipzig, sorry, they didn't. He didn't start Alvarez against Leipzig, so perhaps maybe he would get the opportunity to, you know, start this game and be fresh as well. But they had he didn't also start Doku. You know, Doku has been in killer form this season. He also didn't start um, Edison and Paul. Uh, you know, he also didn't play Ake, although Vadio played. He didn't play Ake. And he started Rico Lewis, you know, when other players like um, Ake could have started. So, or even John Stones, who's back from injury right now. So, Pep would definitely want to go all out in this game. Um, against Spurs, break their hearts, take the top spots, and be in a better position. But I would want to draw. Personally, I want to draw. A draw, best positions both teams because draw keeps Spurs in you know fifth, and even the Newcastle or not Newcastle, Manu if they win their match can come and pass Spurs, and. You know, with a draw for City, it means they'll be on 30 points. And if Arsenal wins the game, Arsenal will gap them by three points, which would be beautiful to see. So that is how I'm, you know, hoping the performance of Man City Spurs go. But we all know that the Premier League will surprise you more often than not. Now, to our Team 4 Game Week 14. How are you going to position your players in your team for game week 14? What are the key players in the positions that you have them for that are looking out to do very well? Um, with my game week 14 squad, uh, there's a few players playing against each other. Yeah. Um, but looking into this game week, um, I have in my polls, I had to choose between um Leno and Vicario. And, you know, I think Leno will probably have a better day at the office. 
you know, because I don't think Man City, although I'd like them to lose, I don't think they'll let, uh, they won't give Arsenal a chance to to open their gap. And given if um Arsenal win their their game against Wolves, I think that don't that'll only fuel their fire against um Spurs because they won't let Arsenal really run away with it or give them a chance to run away with it. Um, before the end of the year, I'm thinking. So, am I pull have Leno, and then I have a back three consisting of Paul Torres, William Saliba, and um Kieran Trippier. And then in my midfield this week, I have Cole Palmer, Bukayo Saka, Bernardo Silva, and Douglas Luiz, which I'm hoping all are going to do well. I expect most to do well, maybe three out of the two, or even two, I mean, three out of the four, and or, or, three, or, or two out of the four. I'm expecting at least half of my midfield to do well. And then up front, I have Haaland, João Pedro, and Alexandra Isak. Who is actually my captain of the week? Um, I think he's gonna do well against United. He's a pretty good striker. Haaland is probably gonna score as well today. Um, he scored during the week. He brought Man City into the game actually during the week, and um, I'm thinking he's probably gonna write that because. Um, with watching Haaland in the past few years, I know if he scores the previous game, chances are the next game he's going to score again. So that's how my, my squad is. How's your squad looking this week? Um, Mine, I'm not focused. So I'll, I'll read my squad from my best performing of the of the three teams. And I'm, in my defense, I've got Gehi, Brent with, and then Lascelles, hoping that they get me six points. Um, Palace away to West Ham is going to be tough, but I'm praying for six points there. Um, Everton away to Forest is going to be tough, but I'm praying for six points there. Newcastle, I believe, can do very well um, for game week 14 against you know, United at home, looking at the, the fact that they've been electric at home this season. So hoping to get um, six points for that. I've, I've got Ariola in my pool. Um, you know, so hopefully that game can end no new and then six points each for them. But midfield, I've got Saka. I've got Son. I'm looking to sell Son for game week 15 and bring in a, a better replacement. Uh, I've got Sterling. Um there he scored a free kick, which is very good in the previous game week, although they're going embarrassed with 4-1. But he's looking, he's looking like a, a true senior player for Chelsea. So hopefully they can if they can take the three points from Brighton and Hope Albion this week, then um maybe he can be part of the people who contribute to the performance of the three points, either with a goal or an assist. And then I have Mohamed Salah, you know. An always constant force in my midfield, and he's my captain for this game week. Then my attack, I've got Haaland, Darwin Nunes, and Julian Alvarez. My team is still looking to gel properly and give me maximum points in FPL this season. But hopefully, it can be game week fourteen. You know where my climb to the top really and truly begins. So, Bella, who's a young player you're looking out for? In game week 14 to have a very good game week. 
Um, in this game week, there's two. Um, but the one I'm I'm hoping is gonna do well, which I've seen has potential is um Levermento from um Newcastle. I'm thinking he's gonna do pretty well. He's been doing good, you know, but not a lot of people have really noticed him. You know, maybe it's because he's not really a big, big name player. But from a, a football lover's perspective, you know, he's actually a pretty good player. I see him doing very well in years to come. And I see him doing well in this upcoming game week. And then, then another one I see doing well this game week is Billy Gilmore. I hope they play him because he's, he's also a good midfielder. Um, and, and midfielders like him, I don't see a lot coming from the UK. You know, you don't really get creative midfielders from the UK. You get these gym guys. Even if you can watch in the Premier League, most teams, most top-performing teams don't really have Englishmen in their midfield. But Billy Gilmore is actually pretty good. What about you? Um, For me, it's two players. One just came on the scene. And, you know, you've mentioned the other one. So it's either Miley. Miley is looking very good um, for Newcastle United this this few game weeks that he's come on. And then, um, what's his name? Livermento, who was very electric against um, PSG in the Champions League game week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that these two players can, you know, do very well um, in this game week. And you know, sets the pace for their performance into you know the next game weeks to come. Because I I believe if young players really take the opportunity, they would really benefit big time from it. All right, then let's look at the captain picks for game week 14. So Bella, who are your top three? My top three captain picks for this coming game week. Um will be Alexandra Isak, Bukayo Saka, and um, Douglas Luiz. You know, he's, he's he's the one that's on set pieces at, at um, Aston Villa, and they're coming up against Bournemouth today. And you, you'll probably take most of those, if not all. And so, yeah, those are my three. What are yours? Uh, Salah, definitely my first pick. Second pick has to go to Ellen Haaland. And then my third pick, which is a weird one, uh, Raheem Sterling. I think he just made Peter, you know, a different experience for the Chelsea faithful at home in game week 14. It won't be, it won't be far-fetched. In fact, if, if Sterling gets a hat-trick, I'll be very pleased with him. Although I'm not captain him, but I'll be very pleased with him knowing that he's taking responsibility for the team and he's leading, you know, as a as a as a top player. So these are my captain picks for game week 14. Highest performing game. Which one are you going for? The highest performing game in this game week, I have to go with Newcastle versus United. Is a game I'm expecting goals. Um I think they're going to really be at each other's necks, you know. They both have something to fight for. and But it's going to be a challenge for United going to 
to to um the Geordies in Newcastle at St James's. So it's gonna be a great watch. I really feel it. And another one that's gonna be great, that's worth the mention, has to be City versus Spurs. It's gonna be interesting to see how not Spurs not flying on all cylinders is gonna be against City, which is also technically not flying firing at all cylinders. So both of those games stood out for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, my highest has to be, I think Man- Manchester United away to Newcastle. It will be a very exciting game. Um, the Jody boys will want to make sure they destroy United for what they did to them last season, taking the Carabao Cup away from them, most definitely, because uh, that pain is still in their hearts. And I think my least performing has to be Burnley versus Sheffield United. I'm not expecting a six-goal thriller or a seven-goal thriller in that game. Although it will be ex- exciting, I'm not expecting that at all. So this is my pick for lowest performing and highest performing. That is it for Game Week 14. Thank you once again for joining this episode of the African Fantasy Football Podcast with myself, Remy Spiel. And my co-host, Sabelo Mbongo, is bye from us for now. <laughs>